then you have to figure out the following things. How can you increase your why and the importance of this to you? How can you increase your enjoyment on the pursuit of it? And how can you decrease the friction required to do it? Having high importance, high enjoyment and low friction is the ideal world. However, at the minimum, what you need is a positive, not perfect, equation. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so, so much for listening, for tuning in for another week that you're here with me. And if you're new here, then welcome to an episode focused on self-growth. When I started this podcast, the mission, and it still is the mission, is to always deliver value with every episode. And I do that by sharing my mind. I do that by sharing what I've been thinking about, what I've been reflecting, what I've been researching, what I've been learning, and just letting my curiosity lead the way in the podcast. And I've done that when I sit down with guests. I've done that when I'm doing solo episodes. And every week, that's the goal. It's just to deliver that little bit of value in your lives because you've given me time and energy and attention, which I never, ever, ever take for granted. So I just want to say thank you so much. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It literally takes a couple of seconds and it means the world for the podcast. Thank you. Now, let me start the episode with a couple of updates on what's been going on in my life and then we can dive into the actual episode. So first, I haven't given you all an update on the 75 hard challenge that I'm currently doing. The challenge is going well. I am on day, today is day 53, but the day this episode comes out, it will be day 56, which is insane. It's, it's been hard. It's going well, but it's been hard. And I feel like it's hard, especially on the weekends because I have a bit more of a strict set routine on the weekdays. And so on the weekend, because I don't have a rigid routine, it can feel really hard to fit in all the pieces of things that I need to do. So again, as a reminder, for those of you who don't know, the 75 Heart Challenge is a challenge that has the goal of creating discipline but also a focus on improving your health and well-being both physical and mental and I have to do the five things that I'm about to mention every single day I have to drink one gallon of water every single day which by the way it's actually not as easy as people think it's become easier now for me but it's not as easy as people think so anyways I have to drink one gallon of water every single day I have to read 10 pages of a self-help book every single day. I need to work out twice a day, every single day. And one of those workouts has to be outdoors. And both workouts have to be a minimum of 45 minutes. Okay. And then I have to take a progress picture every single day. And I have to choose a diet and stick with it. No cheat meals, no alcohol, 
no none of the bad stuff and I have to stick with it every single day and I have to do all these five things for 75 days and if I forget to do or I skip to do any of the things that I mentioned I have to restart the challenge so as you can imagine I'm on day 53 56 would be the day when you're listening to the podcast or after and yeah, I definitely don't want to skip or forget to do any of the things that I need to do because having to redo the challenge would be a killer. Um, can you imagine, like, if I just forget to, like, I don't know, I forgot to read the pages of the book or I forgot to do the second workout or, you know, I I had a cheat meal or whatever. Can you imagine just the pain? And it's interesting because... Some people tell me that, well, no one's watching, so if you did forget, then why wouldn't you just go past it and carry on on whichever day you are rather than having to restart the challenge? And it's an interesting question. And there's two things that come to my mind when I think about it. The first is that that goes against my self-story. And what I mean by that is my self-story is one that when I say I'm going to do something, I commit to it, I stay accountable to it, and I show up for it. And I do not see a world where just because no one's watching or taking notes, I get to get away with stuff. I don't like to let myself off, especially when I said I was going to do something. So... If it did happen that I did forget or skipped something, as painful as it is, and trust me, it is painful, it's hard. This is a long challenge. I would have to restart at day one because that's my self-story. That I stay true to what I say that I'm going to do and I do it. And if I fail to do it, I take accountability and take on the consequences. And what makes this challenge so beautiful is exactly that. It's the consequences of not doing it. It's the consequences of forgetting to do it. It's the consequences of skipping it. It makes you want to make sure you do your best so that you don't have to do it twice. And that's the thing. I I don't want to restart the challenge, but I will if I have to. Because I am working towards, and this is on all verticals of my life, staying true to my values and staying true to who I am. And I am who I say I am. And the only way I can back that up is with evidence. And the only evidence that I have is my actions. That's it. Anyways, the update on the challenge is that it's hard, but it's going well. And I feel great mentally and physically. And I think that's the main thing. I cannot wait for day 75, not because it's the end of the challenge, well, that that too, but more so because I want to experience how it feels to have completed it. Because I remember how I felt when I completed the Gymshark 66 challenge. And, you know, back then I was documenting and filming and recording every single day of the journey. Whereas this time around, I'm not doing that in this challenge because it's just a hassle. And also the Gymshark 66 was a 
chapter of my life where I was drawn to documenting it. And I think there's beauty in having things happen in a natural way. I'm not saying that I didn't plan to document the journey back then when I did the Gymshark 66, because I definitely did. But I felt drawn to it. Whereas this time around, I don't feel drawn to having to document the journey. I'm just doing the journey behind the scenes. And I think that's the beautiful thing to do as well. So if you are curious and if I've inspired some curiosity on the challenge, then I'd say you should definitely give it a go. And fingers crossed, I don't mess up the challenge and have to restart it. But yeah, I'm looking forward towards the end of this month, which is around the time where day 75 will be. I'm excited. Another thing that I'm really excited about is mindset mastery. If you have been following me on social media, and if you are subscribed to the newsletter that I have, the Self Growth Sundays, then you will know that there is one thing I have been talking about over and over and over again, which is my new project, Mindset Mastery. On social media, I've been teasing about it. I haven't shared too much about it, but I've been teasing about it. On my newsletter, which is exclusive, and it's totally free, by the way, so you should subscribe, erjavrachcoaching.com slash newsletter. But people who are subscribed get an exclusive. So I'm sharing some more stuff in the newsletter about Mindset Mastery than I am on social media. And of course, it's a build-up to a new project that I'm going to launch. And every build-up to a new project that I launch... I always like to make it special because I worked really hard to, for this project, but I've also worked really hard for all the other projects. And so I like to emphasize them and build them up because I am serving the world with each and every single project. And I like to emphasize that. I like to build that up. And when I tell you that Mindset Mastery is going to be a game changing project i mean it so game changing to a point where you wouldn't believe it the amount of hours i spent researching and reading and listening and watching and articles videos podcasts ted talks interviews and all of the above and more organizing data structuring filtering Summarizing, simplifying the amount, reflecting, honestly, the amount of effort, energy and time that I've put into this project is insane. I spent the first nine months of this year just working on it, just working on it. And I can't wait to share it with the world because what I see right now in the world is lots of projects that have generalized approaches which sounds contradictory because why would you be generalized when we as humans are specifically unique surely you want a personalized approach and i want to be more specific here because i'm still teasing you guys i'm not telling you exactly what it is but 
Mindset Mastery is a project, I'm not going to be specific about what type of project, but it's a project that addresses three mental barriers. I'm not going to share which mental barriers those are just yet, but I will share soon. Now, as a side note, if you were to ask yourself, what are the biggest mental barriers that we all face in life? You could probably guess which mental barriers Mindset Mastery is addressing. Anyways, that's just a side note. Just going to put it out there. But here's the thing. Mindset Mastery addresses three mental barriers. And he addresses it in a way that isn't generalized, which means it can be personalized to you and every single one of you in different ways. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's not just a bunch of fluff and theory. No, no, no. This is real practical stuff. It's not just stuff that you learn and have no way of applying. This is stuff that is meaningful, purposeful, intentional and actionable, which I feel like is missing a lot in the projects that I see these days is why is there so much theory? Where is the actual practicality? Sometimes there are projects that have practicality and that have action steps, but they're not easy to follow, they're not relevant sometimes, and quite honestly, they are pointless and meaningless, and there's no science or evidence to back that those things work. Mindset mastery is different. It's so different. And I don't want to share more. I'm going to tease for a bit longer, and I will share a few more details in the next coming weeks, because I am going to be launching Mindset Mastery very soon. And I'm not going to share the launch date just yet, but I might share it in the next episode. I might share it in the next episode. I guess you'll have to listen and stay tuned to find out. Now on to today's episode. Today's episode, I want to talk about my favorite law from Stephen Bartlett's new book, The Diary of a CEO, The 33 Laws of Business and Life. My favorite law from his book is Law 27, which is called the Discipline Equation, Death, Time, and Discipline. That's the name of the law. The way that he describes the Discipline Equation in this book is phenomenal. This concept that he has articulated He articulated it in a way that I've never seen anyone else articulate it, and it makes sense, and it's easy to follow, easy to understand, and more importantly, easy to apply. And once you understand that, you will literally start finding the connection and how relevant it is to your own life, which I feel like is so, so important. Now, funnily enough, when he started writing this chapter of the book, he was actually intending to write about time management. His goal was to write about time management techniques. But then, when he started researching, he found hundreds of time management techniques. And there were so many that he started questioning why are there so many time management techniques? And the conclusion that he arrived at is that It's because, right, listen to this, it's because 
fundamentally, none of them work. Unless you have this one thing, which is called discipline. All of these time management techniques, if they really worked, you, you wouldn't have so many of them, right? But the matter of the fact is, none of them work unless you have discipline. And the same applies to all the fat diets that you see out there. There's so many diets. But why is that? It's because at the fundamental level, none of them work unless you have discipline. So then he pivoted the law and chapter to focus on discipline and he ended up decomposing and structuring the discipline equation. He describes the discipline equation in the book as follows. Discipline equals the value of the goal plus the reward of the pursuit minus the cost of the pursuit. Now, I like to simplify things. So I've simplified it in my way, in my own words, in the way that I interpret it. So the way I read it is as discipline equals importance plus enjoyment minus friction. So let's walk through each element together. The value of the goal, or in my words, the importance. This refers to your why, okay? So this element of the equation is about your why. Why is this goal so important to you? The reward of the pursuit, or in my words, enjoyment. This refers to the psychological enjoyment of pursuing the goal. The cost of the pursuit, or in my words, friction, this refers to the psychological disengagement of pursuing the goal. So those are the three elements of the equation. Now let's actually use some examples to see how relevant and applicable this is. Let's use the example of me going to the gym. So importance. I genuinely and seriously value my health a lot and especially since COVID came in 2020, I realized how important health is for me. And for me, it's a number one priority. It's a foundation that I prioritize every single day. So my why is pretty high. And I did not mean to rhyme there, but I, I rhymed. But my why is really, really high. So let's give it a nine out of 10. The next element of the equation, enjoyment. I enjoy working out and I actually feel a lot good and better after. I may not enjoy some exercises as much as others, if I'm being truly honest. So I'd say my enjoyment is medium. Let's give it a 6 out of 10. Friction. I would be lying if I said that it's easy to wake up 5am every day to go gym at 6am. It's not easy at all. Yeah, it's not easy at all. So, so there is some friction here. So let's give it a minus five out of minus 10. Now let's do the equation. Importance plus enjoyment minus friction, which would translate to something like nine plus six minus five, which equals 10. The equation is positive, so it's likely that my behavior will stick and continue, which is true. 
Now let's use a different example. Let's use the example of me taking the bins or the rubbish out. Importance. Well, if I don't take the bins out, it will stink in my home, making it not a pleasant place to live. So my why is high. Let's say seven out of 10 here. Enjoyment. I'll be honest, I don't enjoy taking the bins out. Like there's no enjoyment that I get out of it. So being truly honest, enjoyment is low, like pretty low. Let's give it a one out of 10. Friction. My building has a ground floor bin room. So to be fair, all I have to do is go downstairs and put it in the bin room. I don't even need to leave the building and it only takes a few minutes. The friction is very low. So let's say minus one out of minus 10. So the equation would be something like seven plus one minus one, which equals seven, which means positive equation, behavior is likely to stick and continue, which is true. If you're not disciplined at something you want to do, or you want to make sure you remain disciplined at it, then you have to figure out the following things. How can you increase your why and the importance of this to you? How can you increase your enjoyment on the pursuit of it? And how can you decrease the friction required to do it? Having high importance, high enjoyment and low friction is the ideal world. However, at the minimum, what you need is a positive, not perfect, equation to create discipline in your life. And this is what I love about the equation. Because you know the elements that make the equation, you know exactly what you need to address if you are struggling to find discipline in a certain area of your life. Maybe your why is low, so you need to find ways of increasing your why. Maybe you're not enjoying doing the thing, so you need to find ways of increasing the enjoyment or adding enjoyment to the thing. Or maybe the friction is just really high. It takes a lot of energy, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of time, which means you need to figure out ways of decreasing the friction in order to do the thing. See, I love how easy it is to pinpoint the issue, if there's any, and how easy it can be, because once you identify it, you can change it, to modify the element and increase or decrease whatever it is that needs increasing or decreasing in that area. It's like knowing how a very well-made dish is cooked. Knowing the ingredients allows you to then experiment with the quantities. And in some quantities, you might cook dishes that are too salty, and others, you might cook dishes where the salt is just right. And so you have to find a way to cook your recipe, or in... Stephen's words, you have to find a way to make sure that you focus your equation on being a positive one in order to create discipline. This is such a good, like I love the framework. I generally love the framework. I love the idea. I love the concept so, so much because look, you can literally apply it to your life straight away. So if you listen to this right now, I want you to Try and apply the discipline equation to 
certain areas of your life and habits that you're trying to create and actions that you're trying to do or projects that you're trying to build. It could be anything from a meditation habit to a journaling habit to starting a business. Like, What is it, right? What is it that is lacking in that area that you are struggling to create discipline for? Because if you plug in the discipline equation, you can immediately figure out why or why not discipline is there or isn't. I absolutely love this. It's one of my favorite laws. The book is insane. I've read the whole book. I love it. It's absolutely insane. But this law is one of those laws that I absolutely love. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so, so much. Hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe. Leave us a review. It only takes a couple of seconds, but it means the world to me and the podcast. Thank you. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, then please make sure to listen to the next one to find out what's up and... What's next?